Alrighty. Well, uh, it's if, you're, if you're new or visiting, my name is Brad. Uh, hi. 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 Good afternoon, Mr. Joss. Uh, great that you're here. It's our gathering time. We've got a few exciting things to share with you today. Uh, the first of those is if you um, haven't yet known anything about it, uh, if you've been hiding under a rock, uh, we are in the middle of our home fundraiser kind of month of just uh, creating an opportunity for you to pour into the some of the fit out of our beautiful spaces, so making it home uh, for uh, not just us, but those who, uh, who will join us uh, in the future. And so uh, all of these uh, funds will go towards a few kind of key areas. This is the second time we've done a home fundraiser. Um, and uh, last time we raised $50,000. And this time we're only going for 35,000, so psh, piece of cake. And guess what? We are already, after last Sunday, we're halfway there. Wow. And uh, we've had, like, we've had even international people giving in and pouring in amazing uh, uh, stuff. So, uh, but we're asking, yes, to uh, bring in the cash, you know, in a wheelbarrow, no, uh, however you like to carry your money around. If you've got that much money, you need a wheelbarrow, then we should talk. Um, yeah, that's it, yeah. Uh, I've, got, I've got another, I've got a wheelbarrow at home you can borrow. Uh, so Sunday, 16th of June, but uh, so yeah, if you've, there'll be envelopes on the seats, um, it, the forms inside, it's like a pledge kind of thing, and you can, it's got all the bank details, all that sort of stuff there. So uh, bless you, thank you for... Uh, owning that and uh, doing that. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Moving on. Uh, so last week I shared a bit about um, kind of our consolidated kind of vision and values, a couple of statements uh, that we shared and uh, we'll put them up on the screen. Andrew will because he's awesome. And this is what it is. We exist to be a family of Jesus worships worshippers who live on mission with God locally and regionally. And we believe that this mission will be accomplished through loving God, loving others, making disciples and bringing the kingdom of God. Uh, so I'm not gonna do a full recap. You can uh, jump on, it's on Facebook, it's on YouTube, it's on Apple Podcast. Uh, so no excuse to not have an opportunity to listen and, uh, and get all the bigger uh, details of that. Um, but this is kind of just a, a consolidation of our journey together, what we feel like God is, is just languaging the movement forward. Now, anytime you come up with like a statement or two like this, uh, it's very hard to try and get everything into that, but we are intentionally, we're not trying to confine ourselves by this statement. Okay, but it's a foundation to build upon. So there are many things that we could talk about. Oh, what about this thing? And what about that thing? And oh, you're not interested in that. You haven't mentioned uh, evangelism that. You haven't mentioned prayer in that. You haven't mentioned dot, 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 whatever it is. Um, so this is not meant to confine and say, this is all that we're going to do. But this is clearly, a, it's, a, um, it's a small amount of language that really represents a massive amount. And hopefully even this last bit there, it's the, great commandment of loving God, loving others. It's the great commission of making disciples and it's the Lord's prayer of His will, His kingdom coming and His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we've taken those and bunched it all together. So, cool. So we are 
Uh, as I've shared a few weeks ago, and we even had a, a catch up with uh, a local awesome prophetic leader um, this week, and we'll, we'll share more about that as well in the future. Um, but, uh, but he even shared on this idea of us being a pilgrim people and essentially where we need to kind of own that as part of our identity as a church, uh, that we are pilgrims on a journey. And so we're not um, necessarily, we haven't just landed in a, in a place and we're just gonna set up camp there and that's who we are and that's all we'll ever be, that's all we'll ever do. We haven't figured out the plan and got it all nailed down and we're just gonna sit here and, and build a particular thing. So we are... Uh, free to follow God wherever He would lead us. And that is why we ended up here, even in this place, is because we've always wanted to, and our prayer is that we'll continue to position ourselves in that place of dependency, in that place of hearing and obeying God, and then He'll lead us to where He wants us to be, and He'll provide everything that we need in that place. Uh, we were talking about this, and I think it was Nicole uh, mentioned this uh, meme that you may have seen, but uh, you know that whole one of those expectation versus reality kind of um, lines of the Christian journey? And I'd apply that to our, our church journey. So what we'd like to see is that kind of starting point and a finishing point heading in one particular direction and it's on the screen. You can see it there. You just got to imagine it. There we go. Awesome. You're great, Andrew. Um, and uh, so that we think and we'd like it to be just this kind of straight line trajectory, starting point, finishing point. We know where we're going. We know how to get there. And that might even be, you know, I mean, that's probably what I would have thought in the past. That's my kind of Christian journey. And that's that church journey. Next one. Yeah, straight line. Who likes straight lines? Yeah, who likes just straightforward? Give me the plan. Give me all the steps. Yes, Noah, my son, that's what he likes. Every night, putting the kids to bed, what are we doing tomorrow? We're doing school. Well, I know that. What else are we doing? Well, they want to know all the things. And then what are we doing after that? Abigail asked me, and then what about after that? So then it's dinner time. What, what and after that? Well, then it's story time and it's teeth brushing. It's, you know, they like that clear laid out plan. Amen. I like that. I'm okay in a bit of mystery, but I like to know a plan. And then you have the reality of church planting life kind of looks a little bit more something like that. Okay, so the end game is the same. You trust that the Lord will lead you there. How He gets you there is very much determined by Him. And the problem is if we try and do the expectation side of things, then we can sometimes shortcut all of the beautiful and wonderful things that God does on that journey as, as pilgrims following Him to where He wants us to go. Uh, I, I used uh, this... Uh, reflected on this during the week where um, we'd done a, a conference and uh, a new family joined the church and they did it. It was the Healing Trauma Conference with Sandra Selma Kirsten, this back in Quinana. And I was talking to this person in, in one of the breaks and they said, man, this stuff's amazing. And how have I never heard about the heart journey and, and transformation, all of this sort of stuff. And she's like, I just wanna get all the people that I know, all of my Christian friends and get them together and tell them you need to know all of this stuff so that they can bypass all of the pain and mistakes and all the things that I've done in my life. And, uh, and I know that's a really noble desire to have, but I said to them, I said, I don't think that's how God works. I don't think it's like, here's all the revelation in a nice little package, just consume this in one hit and then you'll be right for the rest of your life. 
I think what He does and what Jesus demonstrated was come and follow me. And I don't know anywhere, I haven't read in any of the Gospels where they said, where are we going, Jesus? Which is kind of a crazy thing to not ask, really. You'd at least wanna know the next step. But He just said, follow me. And they said, yes, Lord. And they trusted Him everywhere that He, that he went. And that's what we do when we say yes to Jesus. We're just like, He says, come and follow me. And we say, yes, Lord. We don't, if we can ask where we're going, it's like, well, I'll tell you tomorrow, you know, uh, and we'll figure it out. But it's the same thing as our community. And so it's important that I, that I share that with you because if you're one of those straight line, give me a plan, what's the next step? Everything's sorted out. Five-year plan, 10-year plan, 20-year plan, we're done. Where are we going? What's the end game? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's probably going to be an uncomfortable journey for you. Um, not because it's just, doesn't seem to be the way that God works, but it's also not the way that we wanna position ourselves. We wanna be always positioned to, where are you going next, Lord? We wanna be obedient and faithful to that. But that is why even in the Scriptures that we're encouraged to hear, to listen and to obey. Now we have the Bible, so we've got, a whole, we've got enough information written down but even that wasn't enough, that Jesus still said, you gotta listen and you gotta obey. Now there are things in the Bible, there are principles that we can lean on in the Scriptures. There are things, and we, when we talk about loving God, loving others, making disciples, bringing the kingdom, they're all principles of God that give us an outline that we know, well, what is the Christian life gonna be about? Well, it's gonna contain loving God. It's gonna contain loving other people. It's going to contain making disciples and it's going to contain bringing God's kingdom to earth, His will being done on earth as it is in heaven. And we say, great. So what's the first step? Well, the first step is you wait on the Lord, you hear what He has to say, and then you do that thing. And then what next? Next step is you wait on the Lord, you hear what He has to say, and you obey that. Okay, cool, I'm getting this. And then what, what do we do after that? Then you wait on the Lord, hear what He has to say, and then you go and obey that. And we're talking about, this is every day in your individual life. This is every day in our corporate church family life. Every part of it is that God knows what He's doing. God knows every point on that squiggly little line. He's like, no, I know exactly where you're going. But we've got to trust Him in that process. And sometimes He leads us into place like, well, I wouldn't have gone there, Lord. <laughs> hey, that's it, yeah. You know, there's a shortcut, Jesus, just right through there. There's a, that looks like rocky ground to me. That's a huge mountain. There's like a, a tunnel here. We could just shortcut. And I just, I've noticed on my, how many years I've been a Christian for? 20 years, something like that. 22 years, 23 years. 23 years I've been following Jesus since I was 16. Why well, not say the first three? It's probably 20 years, more like 20 years. I had a slow start. Um, but this is, this is how we need to position ourselves. I, I, I remember this quote and I looked it up. It's from St. Augustine. So he's in like the fourth and fifth century and an early church father. It says, if you understood him, it would not be God. And this is so hard for, I think, our modern intellectual Western thinking because we wanna understand everything. We wanna know the plan. And some of that has to be really with, because we, we wanna control it. 
And we want to know, well, you tell me where I'm going and then I'll decide whether or not I want to obey. That's not how obedient works with God. <laughs> he says, I say yes to you before I know where we're going. And I can trust God because He's good and He's faithful. He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. So I can know wherever we're going, Jesus, you're with me. And even if I don't hear exactly correctly and I wander a little bit off the path, I still know He is there with me to correct me and to bring me back in. So again, we don't also wanna create this scattered, chaotic, kind of all over the place and, and going on whims and just jumping here and there. All right, we're this now, we're doing this and we're going this place. So as well, if you might in your journey with our community kind of feel a bit like, man, you're, like you're over there and then you're down here and you're over here. All of those decisions to change direction are prayed about, discussed on, on length uh, with lots of different people. We lean into, particularly if there's significant shifts and changes, uh, prophetic words, uh, different uh, external uh, wise people to do those sorts of things as well. So I'm not saying that we should just be scattered and random about what we're doing. But we also don't want to be so like, oh no, no we've, just, we've already figured it out. We know exactly what we're doing, where we're going. We're just going to stick with that, do that great, and everything will be good. And I feel like both of those ends of the spectrum aren't healthy for us. So we want to be a principle-led people, but also a presence-led people. So we want to obey the Scriptures, but we obey them in the way and at the time that the Holy Spirit tells us to do that. Romans 8.14 says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. So if you're led by the Spirit, not by the Scriptures, but by the Spirit, never in contradiction with the Scriptures, but you could say, if, if, if your plan is, no, I'm just going to follow the Scriptures, you're going to follow every single one at every single moment of every single day? That's called impossible. <laughs> so we, we've got to understand, yeah, no, we, we love the Scriptures. We love what has been said and given to us. But in the moment of every day, we are, it's, we're designed to hear from God, to hear from the Spirit of God and to be led by the Spirit of God. Amen? Amen. All right. So we're, we're believing then that this is God's next season for us. So even the things that we talk about and share, it's not everything that's happening. It's not everything that's going on. As I said last week, this is kind of more of the kind of church family, the, the broader kind of corporate church stuff that we've got going on. But there is a heap of things happening in every individual's life. There are great things happening and God is on the move and great stuff happening. There's Again, more things that God will lead us into. We're not trying to burden everyone with a whole lot of jobs and tasks and all of that sort of stuff. So we're, our, our desire is for it to be super organic and flow with what we're doing. But if you don't see something that you're involved in up on the screen, it doesn't mean it's not important and it's not valuable or anything like that, but it will fit into uh, one of the categories of probably more the personal journey that you're on with God. So as I've shared about before, there are essentially three realms of God God um, impacting and, and changing our lives, if you know what I mean. Three realms of God's leadership, maybe. <sighs> yeah, it's the personal, the family, and the corporate. Or you could say maybe the kingdom might be another word. But if we're understanding that I have a personal relationship with God, so I am a child of God, you are a child of God. And if there was no one else on the earth, you would still be a child of God. Okay? So you have an individual identity before the Lord, but it's never disconnected from your broader family identity. So God calls you to be part of a family and the family of God. And now again, that's the 
overarching world, all of the world family of God, but also a local community that you're part of. And then we have this broader kind of corporate thing. So this is then when we are ministering to the Lord and for the Lord outside of this local church family, not just the building, but outside of just ministering to one another, Okay, that's when we're joining together with the wider church. Now that might be we actively partner with another church to do something, or it might just be we are out there in the world, loving people, making disciples, shifting culture, blessing people, healing the sick, raising the dead, cleansing the lepers, casting out demons, doing all of that sort of stuff. And there's another church down the road who are doing the same thing in your neighbourhood. And there's all of these. And so whether or not we know what we're doing, we all have that same kind of plan that we're going to corporately impact the world. Amen? All right. So uh, there's some more slides on there, Andrew, that talk about those things. There we go. We belong to Jesus. We've been adopted into His family and we rule and reign with Him as a royal family administering His government on the earth. So that is who you are. You're a a child of God that belongs to Jesus. You've been adopted into His family and that family is a royal family. Not just any family. And again, it's not like your family, it's a kingdom family, a royal family. And you rule and reign with Him as that royal family administering His government on the earth. Now that is a vision that I'm not sure we've really seen in the church. And we certainly haven't seen it in our church, so I'm not saying we're doing this, but I'm convinced from the Scriptures that that's what God has for us, that the church is supposed to disciple the nations and we're called to administer and bring about His kingdom on the earth. And so we are working and collectively going to spend and devote our time over the years to come uh, to, to be that people. But we don't just wanna be a whole lot of individuals who love Jesus. We don't just wanna focus on being a nice kind of family together and we all get along, we love each other, and we bless each other and that's great. And we also don't just wanna be out there, you know, hitting the streets, doing lots of things. I believe that God wants to build all of those areas because each of those areas are an expression of Him. You are to be transformed into His likeness personally. You are, you know, the Bible says that people will know that you're my disciples by the way that you love one another. So that's reflection of community and us loving and serving and blessing one another in the presence of those who don't know Jesus. And then also there is this kingdom dimension where we are called to rule and reign with Christ to see His kingdom come and His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? We are going to be uh, kind of outlaying some uh, intentional areas, some strategies around these three different um, kind of areas over the coming weeks. And, but this week we're kind of focusing on some of those corporate or kingdom uh, outworkings of what we're doing, okay? And we're not gonna even talk about all of those today, but some of the focused areas in this corporate or kingdom expression would be the prayer room, the transformation center, uh, corporate fasting, So Nicole's gonna be sharing about that and also uh, the podcast that I'm going to be doing as well. So this is stuff which we are expecting is going to, it's gonna bless our family, but that main thrust is to bring about His kingdom on the earth through these different strategic kind of ways and means, if that makes sense. All right, so Amy is here and Amy is going to come and share some exciting developments related to the Transformation Centre. Amen. Thank you, Brad. Thank you. 
Um, it's exciting to go over again who we are, where we're going. Um, we've never yet had that long-term end of where we're going. But I think when we come down to what the Lord prioritises, um, we've got lots that we can add to our arsenal. I think we have some very strong developed areas in our community. I just love this church. I love this family. I just think the Lord has done an amazing job of working some of these values into our community. And then there's also some areas where we can just grow that bit more, in particular some of the missional involvement corporately. Um, maybe individuals might hear, some of us might be quite missionally um, focused or connecting with people or um, discipling non-Christians, pre-Christians. But to have a corporate missional um, focus is a responsibility of this church and this church leadership to enjoy ensure that that culture not just behavior but the culture the value of it the love of what jesus loves is embedded into our um community i think we came through in particular quinana a, a special season of him building that middle circle of us becoming family and it's been a few years of him doing a beautiful work of tying our hearts together and knitting our hearts together and um, in all sorts of ways he was bringing that one up um, there's been incredible focus on the personal and at the beginning of this year we started going through these circles and talked about let's get, let's get back to the personal you might remember i was talking a few sundays in a row on self-sufficiency and how not needing, not feeling that felt need for God or dependency on God or connection with God is like something's wrong if we're not, if we don't have that felt need for just to be with him and to worship him and to um, just have fellowship with him and have a presence-based life. Um, and I think there's a lot more for us to go in building that into our own lives and to getting that back to that place of hotness. Remember the opposite of having a hot heart is not cold it's lukewarm lukewarm is the dangerous point for a christian person to be that's the opposite of hot and for us to get to that hot place what we've also been talking about is that part of that is that we need to know what missional living and that corporate focus is in order for that that all of that personal to be developed because we can't just develop the personal in isolation from the family and from the corporate. And so that's why we're just choosing to put on the screen not what's the most important. I'm not up here going, okay, so as we're emerging into this next consolidating time as a community, let's focus on the corporate. I'm not, we're not going with what's the most important. We're just choosing to start with, let's go with where we're going, which is bringing the kingdom. Let's just start with the end game. And then we're gonna work backwards and we just, there's a list that's underneath the family and then there's a list that's underneath the personal and that'll help us to just get back into that personal. You know, the prayer will be developed over all three columns, um, different things like that. Um, so that's why for today we're start, starting with the corporate side and it might take a couple of weeks to just go through that. Just an aside, just to know that this doesn't mean an increase of behavior and an increase of busyness that we're intentionally focusing on these areas. It just means that we're coming down, actually stripping back and going to the basics and just ensuring over the next year or two, it takes time to just make shifts in culture and bring forward with what's valuable and what's important to every heart and to build it into the life hub cultures and to build it in and that missional culture and to build in that personal prayer life that can take some discipling, that can take some time. So as we go over this year, two years, just to know that our focus is probably just gonna be on the same things, which is stripping back to those basics. So on that third column, it was just saying, um, 
the Transformation Centre. You've probably heard that word a little bit the last couple of years. It was when I was in the Philippines a few years ago that I first felt I was in a little little Catholic um, place in the whoop-whoops on the side of a mountain. I can't even remember where I was. It was actually where the tsunamis were last year, I think it was. But... Um, and just in a little room there, and I just felt the Lord really just speak about our transformation centre as a community, that we'd have a place that's part of our on-site local church base where a lot of the missional, a lot of the corporate would flow out from, where there'd be a focus on healing the region, healing Perth, healing uh, Rockingham, healing the Peel region, especially even when it comes to the spiritual. So it can be that it's healing the land, healing... Um, all of the areas even prophetically but in particular I felt him talking to me about the the people the families the, the the families in our region the generational dysfunction the brokenness the the homelessness the the devastation that's passing down from generation to generation and is just rampant in this area um, that the Lord would give us keys to that sort of thing and give us a structure and give us the how-to to be able to to confidently as a community go, we have keys and we know how to use them. And, and for each person here to be empowered with those keys. And so we focused even in the last few years on a lot of the Elijah House schools. So the Elijah House Ministries is the main weapon of choice that we feel that the Lord's given to us. There are other modes and models of inner healing ministry that are all come down to the scriptures, but it's a very biblical based focus and very prophetic focus on how the Lord would come and heal hearts and some concepts on why people get stuck in their lives and why bad fruit can be in our lives. He's just given a lot of keys through that ministry. So we've done a lot of schools within our church. It was like a time where he's taken a lot of us core family through our own journey, our own healing. It was a time where for a lot of us, our own blood relatives started to come to the same community too, because he really was healing a generational flow for a lot of people too. Um, and just helping us really see what it looks like to not just use these ministry tools, um, but to embed them into an actual church culture and for it to be a corporate language. And that has been a really special time. And so we feel that is a main dominant area that we will keep using as we move forward and the Lord's going to be showing us how to insert that in part of our strategy moving forward so there'll be both the schools and um and the pro ministry so thank you for your for those of you a hunger for hunger I even had another text today from someone in this room when are the schools coming on just know they're coming and the conversations have been happening and we're getting into that it's just part of a bigger picture whereas at the time there was not a lot else on um, but they are coming back again. So first of all, the Transformation Centre, beginning of this year, the Lord has been unravelling a, a blueprint. Um, one of the things that he showed me is that I don't have to do any of it on my own. And he's just led me to somebody who's just sort of a 2IC and is just going to do a lot of it with me. And I'd like to just bring up Tracy Hopkins, my 2IC. So... So you'll just see her around a bunch more on property, but also hearing from her more. Um, it's not because of her qualifications, even though she has studied counselling and she's um, done many, many things. It's actually because she knows the broken way. Um, she's a fellow person who just knows mess, knows chaos, knows suffering, knows um, dysfunction and knows the God who heals and the God who restores. And beginning of this year, she was like, um, I just believe so passionately, especially in, the, in this Elijah house, in a healing. But she said it's like 
you know, hurting, hurt heart, hurt people heal, hurt, hurt people. Hurt people, you say what you said. Hurt people, hurt people, but healed people, heal people. That's what she said to me. <laughs> so yeah, hurt people, hurt people, but healed people, heal people. And that she was ready to, to rise up and be one of those healers. But the Lord spoke to me about it and just that he's just given me a partner for this. And there'll be many others added. And there already are many in this room who are already taking their seats. And those have been exciting conversations. But I've just got her up here because it'll always just be the two of us for the next season. Um, first of all, thank you, Andrew, for putting together even a, a logo for the Transformation Centre. We just love what you've done and um, we've got that. So it has begun. <laughs> it has begun. It is beginning. So um, in a minute, we'll put a map on the screen and actually show you the different areas on the upper part of the property that will be used for the Transformation Centre and what's going to be happening in different buildings. Um, to, but to start off with, structurally, it's just that there'll be, so the whole Transformation Centre offices will just have management in that, offices in that, reception in that, and will be the main hub. But underneath the Transformation Centre, there will be many different arms, and we believe there's still different arms, different octopus arms that are going to be added to us. More, maybe ministries already running, maybe things that will be birthed out of hearts in this very room that will continue to be added. But for now, we just wanted to let you know about the arms that are already going to be getting up and running and are already getting up and running at the moment. Um, the first, so underneath this, the management, we think the first one we said was Lilia Haven. So there, the Lord has been talking to us also for a few years about having a women's recovery centre or a refuge or something as a community. There's been different prophetic words we've had over our community and that word has come through at different times as well. Um, in being given this property, we've also felt that some of the dormitories on this property would be used for a women's refuge or recovery centre. It doesn't mean it's the only place it might happen. May there be more units, more rentals, more apartments across the whole region that we will have more and more of these women come and find a respite and a healing place. But they'll we'll start off with the first few being dorms on this property. Um, and a couple of months ago, it was just as simple as curling up on the couch with Jesus and I just said, Lord, would you give us a name? And I saw the word Lilia written like in white chalk, um, just on a dark background. I didn't know the word. I don't know anyone called Lilia, but I just saw in this flowy writing, Lilia. So and I asked you and I saw that, so I'm gonna follow this. So I just opened up, uh, researched what that meant. And it's actually a Greek word for God is abundance. And in thinking about that, I'm like, I don't know how to run a women's recovery center. God is abundance. I don't know how we're gonna finance this thing. God is abundance. We don't know what to do with this girl. God is abundance. We don't know how to deal with this demon and this family member that keeps coming to the property. God is abundance. And he's stamping from the beginning that it's in him, by him, through him. It, it doesn't have to be figured out from people in this room. It doesn't have to be pulled out of Amy. It's God is abundance and he just wanted to stamp that over from the beginning. And so we're going to have um, an on-site women's recovery centre called Lilia Haven. We've started those conversations already. We're in the process of looking at what that looks like with the Rockingham Council and they've put me in touch with the right person for that. And as soon as the name came forward and the beginnings started, it has been amazing of the God-ordained 
connections that have come our way in regard to links to get this going, people who could help, people who are telling us what to do. We don't even know how they found us, but we've been having meetings with people that we have not yet organized one of the meetings. They have found us, not one person have we found. And it's like, yep, I've started up this rehab or this recovery center, You let me get you onto this, let me link you with that. Um, you could, these are some of the models we've used in our ones let's get you in touch with this person. Another whole team came in to see what we could do with the women and I didn't even organize the meeting and I didn't really know who was coming. But out of it, another whole, we want to partner, let's talk, um, there, there could be this, I could empower you in this way and you're probably going to need to know about, you know, how you can get financially yourself up and running. I'm like, yes, I really would need to know that one and I really don't have a clue. I don't know much about that from my own life. And um, and she's like, well, let's talk, but it's just not one have we had to go look for and we just know the, the, that God is abundance. And I just know there's more conversations even this next week or two that I just know it's because God's stirring stuff and he's there's people in this room that he's just going to be pulling you forward and and we're just excited to partner together and to put this together we feel like the focus of Lilia Haven won't be drugs and alcohol rehab we feel like the Lord has put on our heart as a community for mental health and then it'll be a mental health recovery center or focus and probably women age sort of 28 upwards um, not not necessarily for that young adult range at at least on this property at this time, but sort of um, just the older women, all cultural backgrounds, um, drug and alcohol can be involved, but they would need to go to a rehab first and then after the rehab come here. And it would be here that we would journey with them back to rebuilding their lives and going after the root reasons behind some of that, the, mental, the torment and some of the unresolved trauma that's on the inside. Is there anything else to do with Lily Haven? And then, um, thank you, Andrew. I think we've got a logo for that one as well. So we've got Lilia Haven. So that's really exciting. So you're gonna hear that word probably more and more. We anticipate the um, women will be on property and maybe part of this community and including um, Sundays, but you know, Life Hubs maybe working in the cafe here during the week that we'd wanna get going out here, just that they would find that we are their family. So um, that's an exciting prospect for us. Um, as far as where that will be on property, I'll get to that at the end when we go to the map. Secondly, another thing that's been coming forward, we don't have a name for it, so we don't have a logo, but that the upper dining hall, I'll take you to the map soon, but some of you have seen that there's an upper dining hall at the top which has a big kitchen in it and a couple of toilets and glass windows. We used to have our coffees there when we were had our church gatherings in the chapel. That that would be an arts and skills center where it would be where predominantly art therapy would be used predominantly for the women that are in Lilia Haven, but also women or males in the community that are on a journey that art therapy would be used, linking them to God and helping them um, with unresolved trauma. There's people in our community that have been coming forward in regard to that or who um, have studied that or are teaching that. And so that's going to be part of that space. It's possible that then the skills that could be taught in that place, it would be amazing. There's even spots you could imagine a whole bar of hairdressing sinks there or nail technician stuff there and a whole bunch of skills that could be taught during the day there, cert three, cert four, different things like that for the girls at Lilia Haven or 
that are living in any of the other units around the area, because there'll be many, many, hopefully, of um, houses of, for these women. But it would be a retraining or an upskilling or a, you can have a job and we can teach you this. And so all of that, it could be that there's photography, it could be that there's all sorts of things, but that it would be an arts and skills therapy and training centre. So that's quite exciting, isn't it? And some conversations, I wish I could tell you more, but there's some people that have come in in regard to wanting to get behind and back and build that. So that's begun. So there's two arms of Transformation Centre, already very exciting. A third one. Um, this is the, the present um, name I'm just going to be using because it kind of explains it, where um, we will have, you'll see why, because here's the longer name, the Transformation Centre uh, Prayer Ministry and Counselling Centre. So we're not going to go with that one, but that is what it will be. That when I show you the map, there is a building side. It's actually the healing side then of the Transformation Centre offices. So it's the other side of the building, literally, where um, we will have prayer ministry rooms on site. There's five rooms there. So wanting prayer ministry rooms, counselling rooms, psychologists can book it for a day or two or run their services from here. We'll have one of the rooms that's actually linked up to having counselling or prayer ministry with people that are maybe maybe counsellors that live further away or prayer ministers that are international that you can actually book that room and have the international um, signal and Wi-Fi and set up and massive screen. Um, but it would be that a nutritionist could come in, use that space, that it could be yep, counselling from people in this um, community, from people outside the community. That would be that Lilia Haven could service the, those inner healing um, rooms, but people in this church too, it would be that people in this church too would be the ministers in those rooms, especially those of us learning the prayer ministry. It would be that people in the region could service those rooms. So that's quite exciting. So just using that name for the healing side of our sanctification journey with Christ and the road we're on with the Lord. So that's the prayer ministry. Um, when we run schools, it might be that it's under that or it might be that it's Paradox Church sort of family. So it'll be the middle, middle column might be running some of the Elijah House schools. We haven't figured out which column it goes under, but just know that the prayer ministry on offer will be the third arm of the Transformation Centre. So all those three will be on site. There may be other things that come on site too. There's other rooms, there's other office, offices, people here. If something's brewing in your heart, it's probably a huge reason why you've been tucked into this community. But also there will be, there will be some probably ministries that are not necessarily all happening on this property, but their offices are based here or the, the team is based here. And that's where they'll help link us into going into the community. Here we go, here's food programs in Mandra. Here's, um, you know, all sorts of ventures that'll be on the streets of Rockingham or um, prayer for Peel or different things that would happen. Not everything's gonna be on this site. It'll be a sending place. And that some of our missional focus as a community would be that we could learn through that fourth arm um, where to go, that we would be a sent people, that Life Hubs could take on a project and actually sow into that project and they could be missional together, which can be a really joining thing for Life Hubs to do, really community building thing and to go on mission together. So just know that You'll hear more about that or those will start up over the next year or two, not because we're wanting to be more busy, is we're wanting to go back to the basics of loving God, loving others, making disciples and bringing the kingdom. And a lot of the bringing the kingdom is being missional and that's going. So we don't even want to be a property that gathers 
everyone just here. We want to be that sent people. And that fourth arm will be an empowering, empowering arm of the church. Is that making sense? Is that okay? Can you think of anything else we were going to... Thanks. <laughs> so those are just the announcements and you'll hear more about it. And please be praying into that. And if you have any passion that you feel ties into that, or you're studying something and you feel it's for you um, to do that map, thank you, then do that. Okay, so can we walk you through the property in your brains? So look at the screen and I'll show you where you are. So thank you, Just Help It, for painting this for us. You're just so beautiful. So that is our incredibly beautiful property. So we're in, this, in the black square. Literally, it's because this is the, the, the building that has had the, the roof painted black. And then the Paradox Kids room next to it is the one that is the long rectangle one with the black roof. And then the other black roof is the ablution block and then the swimming pool. So can you see where we are? Can you see where we are? So it's... Yeah, the three, they're the ones. All the red ones, that's to come. They're all gonna be black roofs in the end, all with white walls around the property um, and wood and warm lighting and made a nest of home. So let's leave the gathering space in our heads. We're gonna go up uh, through the car parks and up around and we're gonna come in the top gates. Now, some of you, most of you, all of you would have arrived this evening by coming in that gate that's behind you here. But if you come in the top gate, there's another one. That's where the Paradox Church offices are. Some of you are like, I still didn't even know actually where the offices would be. Just know that it's the first red roofed building on your right as you come in the top driveway. So that'll be on your right. That's our Paradox Church offices. So as we walk through that part of the community centre, the Arts and Skills Centre then will be in that dining hall that's almost opposite the Paradox Church offices. So our most further corner building with the glass walls will be that Arts and Skills Centre, which will have a name at the right time. As we keep walking through, almost directly opposite that then, there's another building that's identical on the inside of it to the offices, the church offices, and that's going to be the Transformation Centre offices. So we've, if you actually walked up there now, you'll see there's actually a big hole hole blown into the, it used to be identical, but Kev followed our requests kindly and has gutted out um, all bit, big parts of it because the entrance will be in different places. It's all been um, put with new rooms on the inside, which Kev's done an amazing job of. And then the other, the healing side literally is on the other side of that same building. And that's where the five prayer ministry counseling rooms are being built in. So that'll all be that center there. Just about five metres along and opposite, there is one of our other units. And that's going to be one of the Lilia Haven houses. It's actually a double-sided unit that has three bedrooms one side, three bedrooms the other side, bathroom both sides, little kitchenette both sides. And that's gonna be on medium-term housing. So if a woman comes here, that's not where they would stay first. That's where they would stay when a whole bunch more journey has happened, more trust built, where that would be a little bit more independent living. They would do their own washing in every area. They would be more empowered. They might be going out to little jobs, things like that. So that's more of our medium-term housing housing where they'll live together there. But our main area will be the row of dorms that's literally as you look out the windows here, there's a row of double-sided dormitories. There's 10 altogether, five on one side, five on the other. Um, that that would be where the women would have a room each and be. 
and then there's actually the very bottom little red roofed building is another ablution block that was like the beautiful one that's just been finished. It's like that. You could actually see it through the windows when you're in the foyer. It's our probably most dilapidated building on the property and it's actually another ablution block on the inside. Where that is, is where our heart would be that there would be again some bathrooms just for the Lilia Haven women only so that they're not using the same as the, the rest of the property, that there would be a kitchen there, that there would be a common room there, that there'd be a meeting place there, and that, yeah, that they would have that common space, regardless of whether they're in the middle-term housing or in the short-term housing, that that's a place where they could go and be together. Plus, you'll see the light-up of the amount of grounds. That's because everything on the other side of this very wall, all of those grounds as well, right up to that ablution block, will belong to Lilia Haven, will be fenced off, will hopefully have goats and chickens and raised garden beds and all sorts of things. That's like a homestead for the girls that they learn the the the, the growing of their own veggies, that there's eggs to collect, that they've got a place that's not like they're in a little compound, but they've got a beautiful open space with a fence line on the on this side that they can look out and see the whole bush. Because it's actually on a raised area with a bit of a hill just there where they would be and that they could look right out across the road even and across the other side. It's really beautiful if you stand up the top of the hill that bit. So that whole area would be the Lilia Haven property with fencing and all that they need built onto the inside in a dignified home. So is that okay? Does that make sense? Is that exciting? Thank you so much. Thanks. Yes. Um, yeah, one of the big things that's really on my heart as we start to um, step forward in this adventure is to really encourage you guys to really pray for us. So, that, you know, there's... there's um, just, yeah, lots of things that we need to step through and, um, you know, obviously God's given us great favour and, and, you know, people are coming forth and all that, but it's really just being in constant prayer. So every time you think about the Transformation Centre, just say a prayer for us and just be always covering us and our next steps and everything in prayer because um, we know that we do it in spirit first and then we do it in natural. So we really want to be able to be always stepping forward in spirit with those things first. So just um, cover... Please cover Amy and I as we continue to step out in all God's called us to do. So, thank you. Thank you. Amen. Exciting? He's excited. All right. I'm going to, because we're kind of doing okay on time, I'm going to very, very briefly just talk about the, uh, the podcast uh, idea. So, we've called it a Reform. Um, and that will be uh, something that I'll be kind of heading up. We're utilising the back kind of room there. Kev's done a great work in like building a little bit of a, a studio um, kind of space with TV. So this really is an outlet, not just for me, um, but it'll be interview conversational format of being able to, to just uh, delve in, have conversations about kingdom related things. So my heart uh, is is reformation of the bride. Like that's the, the big thing that drives so much of how I think and how I, I frame up everything in the world um, is not to necessarily do new things, but to just bring life and beauty and, and wonder and health back into the body of Christ. So whether that's locally, internationally, however God opens up um, that sphere of influence, um, 
but it'll just be that, just sitting around a table, having conversations. It could be, you know, talking about masculinity. It could be talking about uh, transubstantiation. Um, and, you know, that's it. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it'll be all sorts of uh, different, weird and wacky uh, kind of theological conversations about things, but, uh, but really just done. I find for me that's oftentimes we're just... Uh, gold flows out when you're just having conversations with people and so it'll be different guests uh, we've got you know friends internationally again so we can like zoom them in on the screen and just have that kind of conversation so it'll also uh, I think be helpful for me to be able to uh, express some of those ideas again not just then it doesn't have to be from here on a Sunday so that will free you up from having to listen to long sermons about um, you know, uh, complicated and unnecessary things um, for your, maybe your personal life. Um, but uh, no, they're all wonderful things that I teach on. They are, they're great, they're fantastic. Um, but, but again, when we teach, what we try to teach is where we are as a community and where we're going and what the needs are, not necessarily, you know, so it's just creating more opportunity to have those sorts of awesome, amazing conversations. So when it launches, like and subscribe, click the button, do that sort of thing. So it will be video and audio. So that's why we've obviously like, why Japan all the walls? If you're doing a podcast, it'll be on like YouTube and on uh, things and on audio. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And uh, so it'll be wonderful, amazing, bless you. And so some of that home fund money as well will help to set up just a small portion of for equipment and those sorts of things. So I'm gonna enjoy doing that. Nicole. And again, if you want to, we should probably post that Bob Hazlett word because if you listen to that, he does talk about having you know sound studios and different things like that. Uh, another word from a guy called Gary Morgan that was instrumental in the Transformation Centre development. He prophesied that same thing, but also monthly downloads and different things like that. So it's all God's just bringing things together. But uh, Nagol's going to talk about our uh, corporate fast times. Did you say that? <gasps> Hi. Oh, wow. Epic season that we are in. Thank you, Jesus. Um, We're born for such a time as this and we're placed in this region for such a time as this. Um, It's quite stunning just to, and a privilege to be part of this community and um, all that he's doing. Um, I just wanted to share part of, obviously, the corporate vision is massive and extensive, but we, we, want to, we would like to invite everyone into some corporate fasting for the rest of this year. It kind of came about um, well, three quarters of the way through last year. I felt the Lord saying, like inviting uh, me personally, um, like step into my timing. And my, my usual thing is, at the beginning of every year, just bef- probably about a month or two beforehand, I'm like, all right, Lord, like I'm already kind of calculating my diary for the following year. What am I saying yes to? What am I saying no to? And I ponder that with the Lord, just as I'm going about my day-to-day stuff over the period of a month or so. Anyway, and I'd started to get this impression of where I, my days would start to look like they revolve around the presence of Lord in a way where it's actually stopping and that it's um, spending time with Him. And I was already spending time with Him, but I felt like it was bigger chunks of time. And I heard Him clear as anything say, I think no small thing when my people organise their day around me. And I was just blown away. And so 
I just started to think along those lines and shift and adjust myself according to that. And then I felt, um, so three quarters of the way through last year, the invitation to step into his timing. Um, and then I felt to open up corporately as well. So at the beginning of this year, I just felt on his heart was for corporate fasting consistently and regularly. And so what we've, um, we've just sat with the Lord and we've discussed it. And the timing in particular that the Lord had put on um, our heart was there's a, we have a, our calendar that we know of, but then the Lord has a calendar as well. And it doesn't fit exactly like our calendar does. And so I felt He was inviting us into the Hebraic timing and the calendar. And so, and I, I think between all of us, we felt specifically like three days. And so it would fall on the Friday and Saturday and Sunday. And so it actually works out that it's the first Sunday of the month, of our normal calendar month, but it's the Friday that comes into the Hebraic here, uh, month, sorry. So long story short, (laughs) it would give us all an opportunity to lean into him in our workplace, in the marketplace, And it would give us the opportunity to lean into him in our home, potentially on our Sabbath anyway, but our family time as well. And it's not necessarily to pull back from what we're doing, but literally to engage him into what we're doing. Does that make sense? Yeah? Awesome. So the benefit of doing it corporately that I felt him say is that it brings unity, praise, deeper fellowship, breakthrough, but it will also fulfil destinies. And I seriously believe it will fulfil the destinies of people in the room, but people way beyond this room. Um, And so what we would do is on the Sunday, we would break the fast after the gathering by sharing our meals together. So we would have, and we'd have a different focus each month. But this month coming up, so it comes up on the... Friday the 4th, Saturday the 5th, Sunday the 6th of June. And um, I don't know if anyone has noticed, you may or may not have, that there's been a feeling probably in your day-to-day, it would be in your day-to-day of like, I feel stuck. I feel like I'm going in circles. I feel like I'm maybe getting hit from behind. I feel um, like I'm hit, I've coming up with things I've already dealt with. I think that was a big one for me. Stuff that I'd dealt with a year or so ago in prayer ministry was suddenly coming up again. And I'm like, what the heck? (laughs) I haven't even been walking that path for over a year. You know, that's like how profound it was for me. Um, And so you may have felt like that. And so um, just with uh, what I'd been waiting on the Lord with our leadership team has well with many people within the community, um, prophetic voices that it's actually been, it's a real threshold time and it will affect us personally, corporately, but corporately in the sense of um, body of Christ. So just a brief breakdown of what a threshold is. It's like there becomes like a a change of place. So it can be a change of time, which should be a season. So my son finished high school last year and he stepped into a new lease of adulthood as such. 
So a new season. Um, it can be a place, so a relocation. It can also be, when it comes to a place, a new spiritual authority that the Lord has done in you. Um, and what was the other one? Did I say? Oh, and calling, sorry. Calling, so it'd be like... Um, with what has happened with the Transformation Centre has been that it's been on the drawing board, drawing board, drawing board, and then Tracy's been like, go. So it's like a stepping into a calling as well as the other two dynamics. And so what I'll do, I'll do, um, I'm by no means an expert on thresholds, <laughs> but I will do like a little clip and put it on our Facebook um, Facebook page just so you can learn a bit more about it because there's ways that we are impacted by it um, but there's also strategies that the Lord gives us because the number one strategy is not I bind you in Jesus name okay the number one is low it's humility it's coming into communion with the blood of Jesus it's honour High, high honour. A lot of that, if you're getting whacked from behind feeling, is it's actually backlash and it always has a right if there's been dishonour in the way you've spoken, the way you've treated, um, it, and it could even be the way you treat the demonic. If you dishonour the demonic, it has a right still. So I'll do more of a teaching on that. But we come low, we come into the blood. Jesus has already paid the price for us to go through. Okay, so... Um, and I just want to encourage you with that as well. If, if about a month or so ago um, in our prayer room, we saw like a, there was literally like, you know, a metal frame of a doorway that you would see in a house. And Jesus was standing on the other side and he's like smiling going, come through, come through. And so I, I just, I stepped through. And then, but I was like, but what about everyone else? <laughs> you know, because we don't want anyone to be left behind but he even more so wants no one to be left behind. And, I, and I, he said to me, he said, don't, oh, don't worry, We're, they're gonna be okay. They're all gonna come through. And I saw him use his arm like a net and it literally went through the doorway around and just scooped everybody in and brought everyone through. And so um, he's got us, he has so got us. So I just really wanna encourage you in that. Hang on, yeah. That's cool. Um, so, uh, da, 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 da. just passing on passing through, repentance is huge. If there's stuff that comes up, kneel before the Lord, bring it before Him and say, Lord, is there truth to this? Because if there is, I want to know so I can repent. Um, and I think one of the things that I've found hugely effective is thanksgiving and praise because he's going to bring us through, but encouraging one another. Because what will tend to happen is that we start to get, we feel insecure in the threshold we can do. And so it'll, we start, we can, I'm not saying we do, we can um, try to make ourselves feel better by pulling other people down or critis just criticising really. And so what, when we encourage one another, it actually shuts the door on that thing. And so I just really, um, I think that's one of the things for me even has been a, I am going to encourage people. I'm going to lift them up. And so Amy's gonna share a little bit more with what she's been experiencing. 
But I just felt the Lord really wanted to encourage you all that you're doing such a great job. You're doing so well. And He is so proud of His kids and He leaves the 99 for the one. Hey, Thanks, my love. So the focus is going to be coming through the threshold well. Okay. Love you. Thank you. Thanks, Nick. Doing an amazing job. Um, we've come through a bunch of thresholds as a church community. Individuals here, you would have come through, lots of individuals, a family can come through a threshold. So yeah, this time of change. So we are coming through another change and it's not surprising it's been after a season of this reset. But what it has felt like for me individually, I started to cotton on, this feels like it's actually going on corporately and then in conversations with others, feeling like the very same thing has been happening for other people. And it's felt like it's come with a lot of accusation that we're not spiritual enough. So that for me has been just, it's been a place where I think I've had that lie in my heart anyway, but it got so loud over the last couple of months. There was a lot of condemnation in particular over my time with the Lord, over my intimacy with Jesus, a lot of um, judgment or accusation that I'm not intimate with Jesus. I don't hear Jesus. I don't know how to connect with Him. Um, a lot of failure in regard to personal intimacy with the Lord and it just came with, it didn't come with the Lord's invitation into the more, it came with accusation that there's lack. Um, so I don't know if you've had any of those feelings about yourself um, when it comes to the way you are with the Lord individually, but there were particular just strong sentences that came with that. So I took that to a spiritual mentor um, and she prayed with me and she saw a picture and she said, it's a bull to a rag. She says, I see that there, the enemy has a red rag and that accusation, and she did feel it was corporate. She said that accusation makes that bull rile up because a bull is made to just be at peace and in a pasture, maybe not always at peace, but um, especially if someone jumps the fence, but it's the red rag, you know, that gets that bull to get up and to, to go for it, that that accusation would make us get into drivenness, that it makes us get into striving, even to do better, even with the Lord. Even then there's drivenness and striving in our time with Him, but it would make us go into act, action or activity or a response to that, or a lot of self-judgment and shame. And if we have that self-judgment, that shame, then we start to actually pull out of things because it comes with, I am not qualified. I'm not qualified enough to do this, to come to that prayer set, to be in praying, praying out loud in this life hub, to lead this life hub, to be leading anything in this community, especially if I'm leading some children to the Lord and where am I with the Lord? And to disciple anybody, how can I disciple anyone when I'm just dot, dot, dot? So if you have, have at all felt a lot of self-condemnation and it's come with qualification of self, um, the more we started to join conversations, we've realised more of us are feeling this than we sh should at all. Um, there was even a group chat on my Messenger some of us were having during the week and was reaching out to someone in our life hub, how are you going? And she eventually spilled and she said the sentences that I'd just taken to that prayer, to that my spiritual mentor. And it was line upon line upon line, the, the lies of the enemy and the fruit was the same. No, no more quiet times happening, no getting involved in anything because I'm just dot, dot, dot. And so that's when I was like, oh my gosh, shared this thing about the bull and the rag. And that when I prayed that through with the Lord, what I ended up doing is giving him that condemnation, which means it had to come with, I choose to believe I'm not only dot, 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 and that I'm not a failure and that I'm not lacking. And I gave him that red rag and he gave me a blue one in return. 
and that had a lot to do with covering and the covering of the ball and it has to do with qualified because it's been completed. Blue is a number for completion. Because of the blood, he's completed all requirements. The blood is enough for all requirements. If you're feeling like you're failure or you're lacking anything, the blood is enough for all requirements. And all we need to do is come under that blood because it's not wasted on us, is it? <laughs> and then choose to sit in our seats. Um, so even someone on senior leadership had some prayer ministry this week with Sandra Selma Kirsten in, um, in, Amer in New Zealand. And she was saying, she felt again, it's corporate that people aren't sitting in their seats, that we're sitting backwards because we start to self-disqualify. And then we might end up qualifying the life hub we're in and the people we're around and actually this church. And it becomes picking at what's actually missing in ourselves, in our friendships here, in our life hub, in the prayer here, in the worship here, in the, in the Holy Spirit stuff here, in the kids ministry stuff. Here. And it just comes with a lot of starting to see the gaps. Um, so we just felt, and there's a few people that have felt that if we got into this fasting and praying, that the first topic would be, we are qualified. We come under the blood and the blood fulfills all requirements. And we repent for choosing to leave our seats of authority that He's given us and the dominion that He's given us. And we repent for judging self and maybe others and the holes in this community. And we choose to get back in the seats and lean forward and let's go through this threshold together, all sitting on our seats, all saying we are enough. Our intimacy with God, like He loves us, it is always the more. And we're gonna get into some, some ways it can be more and the passion for that to be more and to get that fire going. But it doesn't mean that it comes with judgment, that's different. The enemy always drives, whereas Jesus always invites. So if there's inter invitation into the more of Him, that's, that's Jesus. But the drivenness is, is not Him. So yeah, we'll do more information when it comes to that fast. But before we got there, we wanted to start opening up opportunities to just repent if we've been under that accusation and listening to it and believing it and starting to slink backwards and pull out of things and not be around and find holes in other things. So that going into this fast, we can start leaning forward. When we're in the pre-service prayer, I saw us like in a scrum. I saw us like all arms in and then like huddled, going through the threshold like that. Like, let's go into this next season, all covered, all joined, no gaps because some have ducked out because of who they are or what we're not. And um, let's, let's join arms and go forward together. Yeah. Is that all right? Um, I think th uh, the word for me was comparison, was the, uh, the big one that stood out. And I know I prayed about it a few weeks ago, um, but to the point where I like just stopped going on Instagram because I was, I don't know, this is something there. And I thought to stop and immediately like peace came. And I'm not super like on social media all the time and, and posting things or whatever, but there was something of just that sense of um, uh, where you just can see things. And obviously we present things in a particular way on social media, but there's always that reflection of, on self. And I'm like, I am not enough. And because I'm comparing myself to somebody else, but I'm like, but the only person to compare myself with is Jesus. And I'm never going to be like Him, but that's what grace and mercy and the Spirit of God is for. Um, but oftentimes when we come to a comparison, we'll either strive to be more like that or we'll rebel against that thing. And so then we're, we run in either direction or like myself, I find myself stuck where it's like, 
yeah, I know I could be doing more of that, but if I go to do it, it would be out of striving, so I don't want to do that. But then I don't want to go the other way and rebel, because I know that's bad, so then I'm kind of stuck in this place of, of not being able to, and it just robs freedom, it robs grace, it robs leaning in, it robs just the enjoyment and joy, particularly when it comes to our personal just journey with Jesus. Now, can, is there more for us? Absolutely, but it's more that we get invited into, not that God's like, you're not doing enough for me, because um, that's, we can only do things for God out of His grace anyway. So, um, so we just thought we're gonna, we're gonna fast into it, but when God's highlighted something, we just wanted to pray and just pray a covering and give opportunity for repentance now as we gather together. So before we go and eat spaghetti bolognese, why don't you stand with us and just, um, yeah, Amy's gonna lead us in a prayer. Yeah. Yep, so it's, it can be tricky to respond straight away when you've only had three minutes to even consider this concept. But this is just the beginnings of the next few weeks and to, up till the fast where we're just looking at this and looking if there's any self-disqualification or disqualification of what we do have here as a church community and seeing if it's meant that we have, yeah, been moving forward out of striving or been pulling back out of rebellion and leaving our seats or feeling stuck. So Lord, we just invite You into revealing our hearts to ourselves over the next couple of weeks. We thank You for this leading of Yours. We thank You for um, speaking. We thank You for showing that it's been an outright lie that we are not enough. In truth, we, it, it, it kind of has a truth that we're not enough. But because of who you are, because of our identity in you and because of what you did on the cross, we are totally enough. We have all that we need. We are the right choice. We're your first choice. Yeah, so if any of us have been believing this lie or coming under this condemnation, we can just bring this before the Lord and just repent. And it might be something you wanna take on a, a journey with Him, but the beginnings of it, um, if you feel this is for you, um, would you just join me in this prayer? Yeah, so God, I repent for coming into agreement with the accuser of the brethren. I repent for believing the father of lies It feels like truth to me, but I'm hearing that you have a different verdict. That you say I'm more than enough. That I'm a conqueror. That I'm a son, an heir, a king. And you have chosen me. I'm your first pick. Who am I to tell you that you got it wrong? I come out of agreement with the lie that I'm not enough, that I'm not spiritual enough, that I'm lacking in relationship with you, that I can't hear you, that I'm not worthy of you. 
And we bring these lies to your cross. And we choose to give you the condemnation. We choose to divorce ourselves from listening to this any longer. Jesus, what do you have for me in return? And let's just wait. And I'd like you to try and, you know, even look prophetically with your vision or hear, or you might have a scripture that comes up or just at a sense, like a peace or an emotion. Or in this next week or two, he's gonna give you what he has for you in return. Maybe as you're reading the Bible or maybe through a text from a friend. But let's just, we're doing a transaction. We're choosing to give him this lie. Jesus, what do you have for us in return? We just make space for you, Holy Spirit. We receive your truth. We receive your truth. If you felt you got a word for anyone else, or if there's someone you sense a truth you heard is for, then to be prophetic on behalf of each other is a great gift. Even if there's someone you can talk to afterwards and tell them what you feel that they would have the Lord say in return. I also saw a picture as we were just praying of like a cinema or an auditorium, and we were all just clamoring excitedly and we were taking our seats. We were taking our seats. And some of us have been pulling out because of the self-disqualification and not taking our seats in this family. We can be avoiders of community things or connection or any social thing. We're pulling out relationally because we don't belong here. That's fruit of condemnation, self-condemnation, self-disqualification. So if that's you, take your seat. You belong here. You're the right pick. You don't need to fit because that's never a goal. There's no pegs and shapes here. You don't need to fit, you just need to belong and get to stay different and be you. So if you, you do belong here, you do belong here, you do belong here, okay? Some of you need to sit, take that seat. For some of you, it's in your relationship with the Lord. You need to take that seat of communion with Him. You do belong with Him. You do belong with Him. There's a your body shaped crook right in, a, in his arm and you fit there just perfectly in his arm. And that is your seat. You belong in intimacy with him. Don't abdicate that space out of self-condemnation. You belong right there. And for some of you, it's your corporate mission. Don't abdicate what the Lord has put on your heart or called you to or the dreams and desires of your heart or anything you're already involved in in this community or in your workplace or in your home life or in your role in your home. You're the right person for that role in your home. That self-disqualification has been on a lot of mums in particular. You're the right choice. You're more than enough and you've got it in you. You've got it in you. You've got the imperishable seed in you. Everything you need is in you. You're the right person. Take your seat. You can do this. 
but corporately, ministry, workplace. Take your seats, people. Let's govern in authority. Let's get back in our seat. Hope deferred can make us leave our seat. Our seat. Let's corporately take our seats. Let's get into things here. Let's move forward together. Let's run together um, the race that's been set out for us. Amen. So let's take our seat around Bolognese next door. If you're a visitor, don't worry about paying unless you already have or whatever, but just get involved. But other than that, it's a $2 thing. Um, Thank you. Out there. If you haven't filled in this, do not feel like it's a red rag to a bull. This is not, don't strive. There's no shoulds. You speak to the Lord, speak to your family or your partner or business partner. But if you could pledge and in the next few weeks be putting that in, unless you're pledging that you're gonna do it fortnightly for a year or something. But would you take your seat in this area? We're halfway there. um, And let's get some of this stuff you saw on the screen going. All right, bless you. The buckets are on the info desk if you wanna drop these in um, on the way. And we bless you and bless your fellowship time together. Take your seat socially. Nothing's wrong with you. Get back in there. Be brave. We want you. We wanna talk to you. We wanna be with you. Just plug in. Even if you just give yourself 20 minutes to be brave and just take your seat socially. We're with you. Love you. Bye-bye.